0: Welcome back to Pop Culture Roulette and Media Pod Smash Productions of Horror Through the Decades. We're going to tackle the 90s. So, as we discussed on previous episodes, um, we picked—I picked, I picked uh, movies based off of uh, one every year from from the 78 to 88 to 98 on four. So, this is our 1998 segment. We're going to do the faculty. It was released on December twenty fifth, nineteen ninety eight, so just in there. Almost didn't make the cut, but it did. This was directed by Robert Rodriguez, so um, you know, kind of a heavy hitter name there. Uh, he's coming off of Desperado and from Dustel Dawn, uh, so he's not really like a well-known. Like he's got he's got the name from El, El Mariachi. And and from um, and from Desperado, but like he doesn't have kite the name he has now. Uh, this is one of the few movies that I think he did that he didn't write or have a lot more to do with the production of. Um, it's it's a very interesting because um, it doesn't even really look like a Robert Rodriguez film, but um, you know he this is a you know one of his earlier movies. Uh, it's written by Kevin Williamson. ...who had already done Scream 1 and 2. Um, I Know What You Did Last Summer... ...and Dawson's Creek was starting around the same time. Um, you definitely feel more of a Kevin Williamson influence in this movie. Uh, scripting, uh, pacing, the, the way the characters interact with each other... ...than I feel like you get a, the Robert Rodriguez. Um, and we'll talk about that, obviously, as we go along. But Scream, like, you definitely get kind of a Scream influence from this movie. Uh, your your key actors, uh, you've got Jordana Brewster, um, who, this is her first movie, surprisingly. Um, you've got Actually, Claire yeah. Duvall, who had a bit of a career before that. Josh Hartnett, this is early in his career. This is also when they were really trying to push Josh Hartnett to be somebody Um Laura Harris, who's gone on to have quite a TV career. Uh, Sean Hatosi, who has become a that guy. Usher. Um, basically, uh, the, well, this is his first film role, um, but it's basically just a more, than, barely more than an extended cameo for Usher. Doesn't really f- uh, face into this movie very much. And then Elijah Wood, who clearly has eclipsed all of them. <laughs> no. uh, we have the faculty you have Selma Hayek uh, Famke Jansen, Piper Laurie B.B. Newworth, John Stewart and Daniel Von Bargen now Daniel Von Bargen is one of those guys that as soon as you see him you're like oh in fact to give you your like oh that's where I was. remember back to Seinfeld when George was working for the the stone writing company and he had the boss who was just like I don't care. That's him. He is in everything. You see him, you hear him, you're like, "Oh, that guy. He's still doing that guy today in as much as that he was doing it then." Like he's just you know, for whatever reason, he's never gotten he's never gotten the top line bill, but uh guarantee he's done quite well for himself. So we open with a movie and Robert Patrick who should have been on the teacher list, but for some reason was not. Robert Patrick, a.k.a. T-1000, um, among many, many other things. But uh, he's the football coach. And man, is he giving. He is... Uh, he's going to f- show up a couple times in this movie, giving us some of the... Uh, just... Over-the-top, like, just juicy, like, chew the scenery. Like, he just... he. He showed up to have fun. Like he, uh, he doesn't. He does not take away an opportunity to really overact in this movie. Um, we got a couple cameos that hang out in this movie. Uh, we'll get to them. Um, Danny Masterson, uh, Harry Knowles, who maybe not doesn't have quite the name he does now, but back then that was a pretty big thing, and we'll get to him later on. And Christopher McDonald. A.K.A. Shooter McGavin Playing basically the same character As Elijah Wood's dad uh, This movie they've decided to set it in Ohio Because why not um, It starts off Like you don't really know what's going on uh, Robert Patrick who was The high school uh, who, who is the football coach All of a sudden Is now attacking uh, Baby Newworth. The high school principal. Yeah, like, is this a slasher? What is going on here? Um, then Piper Laurie, who I I don't really know where I know her from. She's just an older actress who shows up in a lot of stuff. You think she's there to like she's gonna save Baby New Earth, but then there's a twist, and she helps. Um. Now this is the beginning of the movie where we decide. It's not, it's sort of Kevin Williamson ripping off his own self from Scream in into the faculty. Josh Hartnett is your cliche slacker, who also happens to be the super genius, who happens to, you know, be the whatever. Elijah Wood is your cliche nerd. Uh, Claire Duvall is your cliche loner, like she's just, oh, she's the hipster loner. Giordano uh, Brewster is your head cheerleader or head bitch you know um, you get to your Hyde cameo 11 minutes into the movie and he must have been either like on the way to the set of that 70s show or just come from the set of that 70s show because he is clearly he's got the the Hyde haircut the Hyde like everything is like early that 70s show Hyde so um, we get we get introduced to the teachers after we've got the you know the introduction of, of the characters Famke Jansen is um, trying to be this super shy mousy, you know not super you know well, like well I mean you had her just before this in Golden Eye where she was Zena you know, on a top you know the you know the the sexpot James Bond you know Bond girl, and then here, you know, she's all like, oh, I, you know, it's trying to play against type, but you can tell, like, it's just a little bit too far. Like, it's because, you know, first off, a teacher that looks like that's not teaching in Ohio. But, um, so basically, you know, we're sitting, you know, we're, we're, just a lot of cliche happens in this movie. Uh, you know, it just, it's very, kind of standard cookie cutter um now this is where um it does start to kind of deviate from it because about 20 minutes into the movie we you know Elijah Wood discovers something that leads leads us to believe or leads us to go from this was a slasher movie to something else he finds a little a little pod on the football field he takes it to the teacher of John Stewart, who's the biology science teacher, and they start looking around at the pod, and that's also when we know learn that uh, Josh Hartnett is also some kind of super genius that all the teachers just have some sort of, like, begrudging respect for. Now, remind you, this is high school, not college, so it's a little, you know, it's a little out of place, but uh, they throw it in some water because there's a random just fish tank full of water in the class with no fish in it and then the, it immediately becomes some sort of creature and it starts biting people so now we are in this section of the movie where we are at a, a pool now every high school movie in the 90s or even now has a pool i don't know about you guys my high school never had a pool nobody who i've ever really talked to has had a high school with a pool But for some reason, every movie has a high school with a pool. Anyway, foreshadowing—we're coming back to that later. Um, You know, there's the hallmark of the '90s teen movies Um, here—the soundtrack. You've got The Offspring, Creed, Soul Asylum, Garbage, Stabbing Westward, Cheryl Crow, Sean Mullins, Oasis—a band that wanted to be bigger than it ever did uh, Nev, um, like, that was one of your hallmarks of the nineties movies is that it had a super cool soundtrack. Um, and that really plays heavily in the movie. Like when you, you just, you know, all the music happening in the background. Um, I, there's a good chance in my boxes of CDs, I probably have this soundtrack. I'm kind of surprised. I would be, I'd be shocked if I don't, um, so we've, we've moved on. We've clearly discovered that there's some sort of alien infecting everybody. Uh, the teachers have all been infecting each other. Um, and now... Um, so we have Elijah Wood and Jordana Brewster end up in the teacher's uh, lounge closet. And they overhear a couple of the teachers uh, making uh, the plans. Where Selma Hayek now comes in. And gets immediately infected by Robert Patrick. The kids run off, and they run and tell the cops. Which is a rarity in these kinds of movies. Because normally they're like, we can't go to the cops, nobody will believe us. But they do. And all they end up doing is really is uh, getting the cops uh, infected by the aliens. So uh, now all of the faculty have been turned. We now know that a couple of the cops have been turned. So the students the the faculty now start working on the students and um we still don't really know what what's going on we just know that they're infected with something and that everybody who's infected just becomes obsessed with water they must drink water at all time it's weird i don't understand it but it happens um you know now all of a sudden you know, as the group is finally kind of coalescing and coming together, the you know the group that we talked about earlier, the, the named actors. If you don't have a name, uh, you you've become infected, and you're just one of the nameless rabble rousing alien people. The loner who had been pretending to be a lesbian to protect herself, and and you're using the lesbian thing as just a way to like keep people away from her because she didn't want friends. All of a sudden is in love with the quarterback who had quit the team because he didn't want to be the quarterback anymore. Um, and also doesn't look like a quarterback. He, he looks m- like the water boy or the you know, place kicker at best. But, you know, that that's another topic. Um, but it takes up until that point for all the main cast. Now all the main cast is getting together because you've had a couple of them over here and a couple of them over here. And now they're all kind of finally realizing that they're the only ones not infected and, and they're on the run. Um, in fact, we're actually almost an hour into the movie before the whole main cast is on on the run. Look, um, we see them attack John Stewart. They jam a pin into his eye. Uh, they cut some fingers off um, with some really dated CGI. Um, CGI does not hold up in this movie. As well as as the uh, practical effects did in Killer Clowns. I mean, Killer Clowns, obviously, as we discussed in our last segment, was um, was fun and practical. This one they tried to do a lot more CGI, and and I don't know if it's because the technology of the late '90s just wasn't there where it is now, or or you know. Ten years from now, twenty years from now, when we look back at the movies, and we're like, "Wow, that movie looked really good," we're gonna be like, "Man, that movie looked like shit." So, now we we've all got together. We we have. We're in Josh Hartnett's garage where he's some sort of super genius. We now have a plan of. Oh, Josh Hartnett's also a drug dealer. It's important to know, but it's a drug that he created himself. That also happens to be as they discovered by jamming John Stewart in the eye with a pin that happened to be full of the drugs because that's how he sells the drug full of uh, empty and empty pins uh, kills the alien. just his perfect blend also happens to magically be the cure to killing the alien. So they determine because it's some sort of infestation if they kill the queen all the rest of them will die I don't know how, there, there's nothing that leads you to this determination other than they just go well that that's must, must be what it is so they also realize that they can't trust each other so they all have to take the drug to prove that each other is not infected which is where we learn that Jordana Brewster was infected oh so now we're we're down a member of the group, and and we go on from there. They all they all they decide that the principal, because she's the principal, no other reason than that, must be the queen. Like no, not like who was the first infected, who's been acting the craziest longer. They just go, well, she's the principal, she must be the queen. So they they run to the high school, they trap her in the gym and they kill her, which does do nothing. Because she's clearly not the queen. Because we all know it has to be somebody before even Robert Patrick. Because you know he was the first one to go crazy, but somebody got to him first. Now um, the the quarterback who had quit, he's now infected, so he's part of it. So we're we're losing members of the group. We're down to super genius Josh Hartnett, which is probably something that's never been said to him, Elijah Wood, and a couple of, you know, a couple of the other kids, uh, Femke Jensen, who has been, uh, also been, infe- uh, infected, goes full sex pot, and tries to turn on, uh, tries to get with Josh Hartnett, and, uh, well, there's a car wreck, and her head goes flying off, and, again, the CGI, um, we also now learn that Laura Harris, the little blonde girl, who's been, kind of doing nothing the whole movie, um, She's the southerner who just moved into town the day before. Uh, we probably should have talked about her other than just mentioning her name a long time ago but we didn't because she's really been nothing and sort of inconsequential until this exact moment where all of a sudden you realize learn that she's also infected but somehow managed to take the drug and not, oh, oh, wait a minute. The girl who just showed up is the queen. Um, out so for some reason all of a sudden she's naked (laughs) Uh, which is how we discover that she's the queen um you know uh clay duval gets infected so now we're just down to elijah wood and, and josh hartnett uh a naked uh queen is now chasing elijah wood around changes to her giant alien form which is some sort of weird bug creature it's i don't know that that cgi works a little better but it's still you know elijah wood the the nerd the, becomes the hero of the day he manages to to kill the queen and everybody immediately goes back to not being infected because they were right they they were 100 percent right that if you kill the queen the rest of everybody just goes back to normal so the movie goes on to say one month later, and you know everybody is you know moved on with their lives, and you know everybody's better. Uh, but of course, nobody believes the story, and and the cops and the FBI have all been investigating, and the teachers that were dead. Um, they're clearly some sort of cult, or something happened, and they're all on the run. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's it's a. Uh, it wasn't very good, quite honestly. Um, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a fifty-five in the critic and the audience fifty-five. I can live with that. That seems about right. It's just you know right down the middle. Uh, IMDb had it at six point five, which is a little higher than I thought it should. Um, you know, clearly, this the the movies that came after were heavily involved. From it, the movies, it took heavily from other movies. Some of the most, uh, you know, it it stole heavily from Scream uh, and The Craft, and I know what you did last summer. Um, uh, The Haunting, Idle Hands, Final Destination franchise. Uh, I think the Final Destination franchise actually stole heavily from this movie uh, in the way that it sets itself up. Now, granted, Final Destination isn't about aliens, it's about, you know, death but you can see in the way that they kind of build the structure of the movies. I think that it really, you know, kind of stole heavily from it. One of the more interesting things about it is that we talked about, there was a cameo by a guy named Harry Knowles. Now, those of you that are a little younger might not remember who he is, but in the early nascent days of the uh, internet, there was a website called ain't it cool news. He was one of your first like big time bloggers. He was a, He was kind of a personality, like he broke a lot of stories. He was just a guy who who founded a blog and talked about internet. Basically did what we do now, podcast, Instagram, Facebook, but he figured out how to monetize it before a lot of other people. He was friends with Robert Rodriguez and Robert Rodriguez put him in the movie just as a quick cameo as one of the teachers. Now on the set, because this guy was plugged in and because people would give him news and because he was cool he had heard about peter jackson getting ready to film this little movie in new zealand called lord of the rings elijah wood had not really been either interested or not had heard about it until harry knowles was on set going hey buddy and uh you know said hey you should you know I, i didn't say he should look into it but Elijah Wood found out that Peter Jackson was doing Lord of the Rings from Harry Knowles on the set of this movie. Had he not done The Faculty, who knows if Elijah Wood ends up in one of the better trilogies that we've ever had. I don't know. I'm only going to give this movie to... to You know what? I'm going to do the exact thing that, that uh, Rotten Tomatoes did. I'm going to go right in the middle. 2.5. So, you've been here for Horror Through the Decades. Come back next time.